welcome to the Swift Society podcast. First off, I'd just like to say a huge thank you for all of the amazing responses to our first episode. We have worked so hard to make this happen, and on behalf of the Swift Society family, we are so grateful. Obviously, today we had to talk about the first Eras Tour shows. Okay, so first I just need to say, Taylor did such an amazing job. This was so special for everyone involved, and I'm so excited to be here talking about it with everyone. Oh my god, yes. So the thing is that everyone wants to talk about, it's the set list. How do you feel about it? Do you think Taylor selected good song choices? I loved the set list. Taylor found such creative ways to incorporate so many songs into the show. I was very surprised that she approached the set list one era at a time. I think I expected the songs to be more mixed. Personally, I love the set list. Taylor found such creative ways to incorporate so many songs into this show. I was very surprised that she approached the set list one eras at a time. So I think I expected the songs to be mixed, like that she would do, you know, Lover, and then she'd do Evermore, then she'd do Folklore. I didn't expect her to do all songs from Lover, then all songs from Evermore. So this was really very surprising to me. Yes, I thought she would do mashups between different eras, but that didn't happen. It caught me off guard at the beginning. Did you like it, the way she chose to organize the songs? Or do you think that you would have preferred it better if she mixed eras together? Well, both ways have advantages and disadvantages. This way definitely kind of allowed people to get into the mood of an era instead of shifting back and forth, back and forth, which was really fun and nostalgic for all of us. And like she said, we get to experience the songwriting journey and just her life eras in general. Yes, and she was able to recreate the entire vibe for an era with outfits and sets. OMG, the sets were amazing. The Evermore piano? Well, we'll get more into that later. So Taylor performed for about three hours straight. No breaks, over 40 songs on the set list. What if anything about her set list surprised you? Well, I was very surprised by the Evermore set. I really only expected her to hear the bigger songs from the album, like Willow and Champagne Problems. And, but she also sang Marjorie, Tis a Damn Season, Tolerate It. Yeah, the set list was surprising in a lot of ways. We had talked about how Midnight's would probably get more of the attention, and there was a good balance between uh, the number of songs from each era Uh, Except Speak Now and Debut, which really only got one song and no songs, respectively. I'm happy the other albums got equal attention, though. Except Speak Now. Can we talk about that? Only one song? (sighs) Yeah, I know. I was so happy when I saw her come out in the ball gowns, perform Enchanted. And it's really hard to accept that we won't be hearing Long Live on tour. Yes, and... I also found it interesting how she changed Invisible String to the one in recent concerts. She will surely continue to make changes, so maybe there is hope after all for Speak Now. Yes, so there will absolutely be some variety. I do think that it is possible that she could mix up the set list a bit as her re-recordings come out, so maybe there is hope for Speak Now after all. Okay. So now that we've covered the set list, can we talk about her outfits? She had me on the floor with these looks. I died dead. They were amazing. Her outfits are amazing. 
lots of outfit changes as we expected. Lots of bodysuits. We had also um, expected some mirroring of previous looks. Yes, so like the Fearless set, she definitely recreated some previous looks. And when performing 22, she actually wore the music video outfit. But she changed the shirt to a lot going on at the moment. Who's Taylor Swift anyway? Ew. We're never ever getting back together, like ever. Yeah, those outfits were kind of expected. But I really did not expect the reputation outfit changed. That transition shocked me. That entire look was amazing, but I was not ready for it. And everything was not just a sparkling bodysuit, like with Folklore and Evermore. They really surprised me. She really stuck with the theme and mood of these albums. And I wasn't expecting her to wear these long, flowy dresses on stage. She looks so good, though. So, if you absolutely have to choose which outfit is your favorite, which one is it? Okay, this might seem really simple, but I really love the Fearless outfit. I was just so happy seeing her spinning around in it. It was really nostalgic for me, and I also just really think the outfit is very beautiful. My favorite was Reputation. Okay, moving on to the performances, including the sets, stage presence, vocals. We had thought Taylor would probably do a mix of acoustic songs and hits at the show. Were we correct? I think there were a lot of hits and upbeat songs, especially in her older eras like Fearless, 1989, Red. However, I noticed for albums like Folklore and Evermore, there was more of a variety in the set list. Keeping in mind, these are more acoustic albums to begin with. Yes, Folklore and Evermore are alternative genre albums, but they were still choreographed. Tolerated had an entire routine with setting the table, and she was dancing to Cardigan. Willow had all the moods of witches and that beautiful routine. It was beautiful. Now, moving into the sets, we had briefly discussed how breathtaking the Evermore piano was. Obviously, the sets were incredible. I never underestimate Taylor Swift when it comes to putting on a show, but these sets absolutely blew me away. The pianos, the props, performing inside of the lover house and then burning it down and focusing and changing aspects of the house, like seeing herself in the mirror in the dress she wears when she's uh, singing Marjorie. It was stunning, like all the secret Easter eggs and hints in the lover house, even not having the fishbowl in the room anymore. Also, like having versions of herself from other eras on stage in cages during Look What You Made Me Do. I don't think we have enough time to discuss all of this. Yes, and the stage itself was so impressive, particularly the way she designed it to make sure everyone in the audience could see her and hear her. She put so much work into her tours and performances. I agree. The stage is amazing. The trees coming out of it, her little diving pad to go underneath. It's amazing. What do you think of her vocals? Taylor sounded amazing, probably the best she ever has. She has clearly been working really hard to train her voice, and she has evolved so much as an artist, as a singer. She did a great job. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was very noticeable, especially during songs like Don't Blame Me and Illicit Affairs. She sounded spectacular. So what about more upbeat songs? Were there any choreography, like, ready for it? Was she able to keep up with her dancers? Do you think the choreography fit for the song? Yes, Taylor is never given enough credit in this area. She did a great job with choreography during the Reputation Tour, and she's doing amazing now. Her choreo was on point. All the fans were screaming. 
The energy during the entire reputation set was unbelievable. Same with Midnight's. She was fantastic. She clearly takes a lot of time to rehearse to make sure these performances are special for us. And I love the way her energy and the fans' energy creates such an amazing environment. Okay, so the Arlington shows, a lot of things happened there. Definitely. I think my favorite thing that happened was Selena and her family and friends who were there having fun. Yes, oh my god, did you see Selena and her sister's outfit? Of course, I love how she dressed as Taylor from the Cardigan music video. She looked amazing, and Selena's sister Gracie dressed as Speak Now. Oh yeah, she gave, um, she gave Selena's sister Gracie the hat, and then Gracie gave her a friendship bracelet. Then, of course, Taylor changed the set list from Invisible String to The One. It was such an interesting and sudden change. I loved her quote as to why she changed it. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Many celebrities attended the Eras tour as well. We had an Emma's catwalk with Emma Stone, Emma Watson, and Emma Roberts. Also, Laura Dern, Ethan Hawke, Ellen Pompeo, Shania Twain, Hine, JJ Watt, Chloe Grace Moretz, Cars, us, and so many more. The Eros Tour is the event. So I could talk about this show all day, but I want to end with some stuff regarding the fans. Yes, let's start with the VIP packages. This was already a big topic of discussion due to the entire Ticketmaster situation. A lot of people felt that they were just a way for Ticketmaster to charge for more seats when Taylor had refused higher pricing models. Well, they are definitely different than Reputation's VIP box, but I think the main advantage of them is early access with their own lines. Honestly, yeah. When there are 69,000 people, it's good to be part of a smaller group that can come in earlier so you can get merch and food quicker. For those of you who have had the VIP packages, you will have to let us know how you feel about the situation. Was was this worth it for you or would you not purchase this again? So moving on to tour merch. The main question we have is, was there any merch at the show that wasn't available on Taylor's online store? Yes, yes, there are new pieces. There was a Globaton. There are new sweatshirts that looked amazing, tapestries, and I'm sure there's a lot more. I wanted to bring up the topic of meet and greets. She didn't do them. And honestly, I think it's for the best. She wants to keep her family safe. Her mom is her best friend. And of course she loves her fans. But she has to stay safe in order to keep doing these shows for us. I think that her team and her are interacting with her fans on social media instead. She's on TikTok regularly, Taylor Nations on Twitter. I think she cares about us so much. Um, but she wants everyone at the tour to have uh, a safe experience uh, so that we can keep getting together all these weekends. Also, Taylor has been donating money to local food banks in the cities the tour took place in and plans to do so throughout the tour. Yeah, it's amazing. It's super, it's super uh, an amazing thing that she's doing. And it's helping a bunch of people. Yes, I'm so thrilled about it and how the money is going to be helping communities all around the United States. And hopefully when she goes on in the international tour, she can continue helping globally. Also gifted a guitar to a fan for their birthday. So she's she's definitely still paying attention to to her fans and trying to make gestures. I always love these details of Taylor, which always makes you feel so close to her. Okay, so we've talked about so much today regarding the first shows. I have to know your favorite part. 
My favorite part was when Taylor sang Marjorie. What about you? Oh my god, I love that. My favorite performance was vigilante shit for obvious reasons. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening today. Make sure to follow the Swift Society podcast and our accounts on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Spotify. We'd really like to hear about your favorite parts from the concert. You guys can tell us about a topic you want us to talk about next or suggest someone to invite us a guest on future episodes using the hashtag, hashtag TSS podcast. See you later, guys.